Hey, thank you, band. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Hey, how are we doing tonight? We doing good? Hey, how do y'all like being in Faith Hall? This move that we're doing. This is awesome, right? This is awesome. Uh, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, we've saved you a seat. Uh, we're so glad that you can make it. But if we haven't had a chance to meet yet, uh, my name is David. Um, some people call me DB. Um, either or works for me. Um, but, uh, but uh, I direct our UCF ministry. I'm a director on staff here. And if we haven't met yet, um, I'd love to give you a fist bump, um, exchange phone numbers, um, learn your story, uh, just learn about yourself. Um, so after the service, please come meet me. I'd love to meet you. But So let me back up. Um, the last three weeks, we've been in a series uh, called Kingdom Culture. Kingdom Culture. And we've established uh, that there are three rhythms that Jesus models for us throughout his life. Uh, we, have, we have them organized into this triangle. Uh, the graphics should be on, on the screen there, but we see that Jesus celebrates. In our, in our version, that, that'd be the table. We see that Jesus practices compassion. Um, that would be our city projects. And then finally, Jesus practices community. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But let me back up and review where we've been. Uh, our friend Isaac uh, walked us through this idea of celebration. Uh, he preached on the prodigal son a few weeks ago, and we learned that many of us lean either religious or rebellious. But the important point to remember is that both of these people are invited to the party to come celebrate with Jesus. Last week, Doug uh, walked us through this idea of celebration. Uh, he taught us uh, from the, uh, the story of the Good Samaritan. And we learned that if we want to lavishly love people uh, like Jesus does, then we're going to have to give of our time, our talents, and our treasures. So like I said tonight, we're going to talk about this idea of community. This idea of community. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to look at an origin story. Now there are good origin stories and there are bad origin stories. Star Wars, any Star Wars fans in the house? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, is a great example of this. The Phantom Menace. It's kind of a dud. It's kind of a dud. It's not the best. Anakin is in pre-K, and Padme is his grown woman. Uh, Jar Jar is just Jar Jar. And there are these things called midi-chlorians that no one knows where they came from, right? right? But then on the other side of the spectrum, you have Solo. Has anyone seen Solo? Any fans? Any fans? I thought it was pretty good. It was generally a good movie. Uh, but that's on the other side of the spectrum. Tonight, we're going we're to look at an origin story. We're going to look at the story of the church, the start of the church in Acts chapter 2. Uh, but before we get going, would you all pray with me? Jesus, we, uh, we ask that the posture of our hearts tonight would be one uh, of meekness and humility um, and teachability, God. We ask that you would show us in Acts chapter 2 um, just your story of the church and what a role community has in the start of that. Jesus, we ask that you would be glorified tonight and that um, we would just learn something about yourself. Jesus, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the gospel. In your name I pray. Amen. All right, guys, so we're going to be in Acts chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 37. Acts chapter 2, 
We're going to start in verse 37, and we're going to work our way down uh, through verse 47. Okay? Uh, If you have a Bible, uh, open it now. If not, it should be on the screen. You can follow along. But let's read together. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So tonight, uh, I want to organize around the question that they ask in verse 37. They ask Peter and the, and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Um, they would just been cut to the heart. That's what the scripture says. Um, this is kind of like when you're watching The Lion King in that one scene that we all know that can we just all corporately agree is probably the most emotional and traumatic scene in all of cinema, right? Mufasa, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Mufasa. But they had just been cut to the heart. They had just been cut to the heart because they had heard the gospel. They had heard the gospel from Peter earlier in Acts 2, and it gripped them. And they were convicted because they knew that they had put Jesus on the cross. Much like in the same way that myself and all of us in this room here today put Jesus on the cross. They felt convicted. They were gripped. They were felt guilty, emotional, rec- uh, restless. So they asked the question, what do we do, Peter? Is there any hope for us? Is there any hope for us in this life? We know what we've done. Is there any hope for us? And Peter responds in verse 38. He says, repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Now, what happens next is really interesting. It's really interesting. What we're about to see and notice together is the early church practicing the three rhythms that we've been talking about the past couple weeks. Okay, so let's notice together. First, notice that the church celebrated. The church celebrated. Look at verse 41. It says that, so those who received his word were baptized. And they were added that day about 3,000 souls. 3,000. That's cause for celebration. Life change has happened. Jesus has changed lives through the gospel. And it's also important to note that there are probably more than 3,000 that were saved here today. They're probably just accounting for men. 
but there were probably families coming forward, coming to the response room, uh, and mothers and daughters and fathers and sons getting saved, getting saved. This is cause for celebration. Life changes happen, and when lives are changed, we celebrate because Jesus is working. Let's also notice together that they showed compassion. Look at verse 45, and we're going to kind of bounce around here uh, throughout this passage. So just bear with me. But look at verse 45. It says this, And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. This is lavish love, what we talked about a couple weeks ago. This is lavish love. They had sold, they had sold everything, all their possessions, and had given them to someone who had need. This is compassion. Finally, and this is where I want to land today, notice that they practiced community. Jump back to verse 42. It says this, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So again, this is where I want to land tonight. This is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this idea of community. Um, in the triangle, in the rhythms of the early church, we want to answer the question, why community? Why does it matter for the Christian life? Okay, so let's notice this. Uh, the apostles' teaching. This is basically just God's word. The apostles were uh, teaching from the Old Testament, teaching uh, from the time that they had with Jesus. They were uh, just uh, clarifying truths for these new believers in the way Jesus wants us to. Now, notice also fellowship, God's people. Just hanging out with one another. So we see that the two ingredients for community are simply this, God's word and God's people. God's word and God's people. So let's go ahead and define community in this way. Community is the practice of sitting under God's word and sitting with God's people. Sitting under God's word and sitting with God's people. So that's the what of community. That's what it is. But now why do we need it? Christians talk a lot about community. Someone comes to church and I'm like, what's the first thing they say? Man, I really like community. Community is something I desire. Why do we ask that question? And why do we need it? Well, let's look back at the text. They ask the question, what do we do? Peter tells them to repent and be baptized, and they do it. Then almost immediately, they're in community. So why is that the step of the early church? And why is that the step for us tonight? Well, I think there are three reasons why we need community, and they're on, their hand, and they're on your handout. And I'm going to use a running illustration of my time in Haiti um, a few years ago, all right? But first, community catalyzes celebration. One of the points in our triangle. Community catalyzes celebration. So Haiti, um, two years ago, um, I had just moved down from Missouri. Uh, I was playing college baseball up there. And I went to school there for two years. And honestly, I'm going to just be vulnerable with y'all for a second. Uh, I, I felt pretty lonely. Um, I didn't have community. Um, I was on road trips like every weekend. Um, I didn't really have this just this edifying corporate um, individual experience uh, with other believers. Just didn't have it. So I decided to come home. And I got plugged in to First Baptist. Um, got plugged in here um, in the college ministry. Um, it was Anthem at that time. I got plugged in, and I heard they were going to Haiti. 
And so I was like, I'm down, let's go. Nikki's, Nikki, my friend Nikki's back there, not in Haiti, uh, Haiti squad, but um, I decided I was going to Haiti. Um, so I signed all the paperwork, got my passport, got everything I needed, uh, got my support raised. Thanks, mom. You're the best. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was going to Haiti. And so I show up at the church and we get on an airplane and we fly to another part of the world. Um, and so we get there. And one of the days uh, we were doing street evangelism. We were walking through the towns. We were just outside of Port-au-Prince, uh, Haiti, if y'all know where that's at. Um, we're just outside of Port-au-Prince. We're walking through this little city, little town. And uh, we got to this house. And there was a woman uh, that was on the ground. Uh, she was kind of in like the resting CPR position. Y'all know what uh, CPR is? She was kind of like that. And we walk up to her in our, in our tour guide, um, interpreter, lady. She's like, she starts conversing with her in Creole. And we realized that, okay, this woman, um, she has like a stomach virus. Her stomach is just messed up. Something's really wrong. She's elderly, so that's not good. And so uh, we, uh, we pray for her. We pray for her. And as we pray for her, she feels better. This is awesome. Praise God. Someone was healed. This is great. And so after that, um, we get the opportunity to share the gospel with her. And she receives it, much like the people in our text today do. They receive it. Uh, she becomes a Christian, her and her daughter and her kids. And this is amazing. God has moved. But the party wasn't over. The party wasn't over. You see, uh, one of the girls in our group, um, like, loved dance parties, I guess. She loved dance parties. And so um, you should know this about me. Um, I don't dance, okay? Uh, I'm like uh, Chad in High School Musical. I don't dance, you know? I have no rhythm. Um, I'm like uh, Kevin James in Hitch, you know? I live right here, you know, the whole time. Don't invite me to your wedding. This is where I'll stay. Don't throw me to a dance circle. It'll be awkward for everyone and your wedding will be ruined, okay? So just don't even try it, don't even try it. But, so this girl has the idea of a dance party. And I'm like, on the outside, I'm like, cool. On the inside, I'm quivering with fear because of what I'm about to do. But she has the idea, let's teach these, this Haitian family with their kids and everyone how to do like the wobble and Cupid shuffle and the electric slide. And I'm like, okay, cool. Those like, tell me what to do. So that's not too bad. And so we get to going. And we're dancing, and we're, you know, shuffling left, whatever, doing what we're doing. And um, I realize, it dawns on me that this is a party. This is celebrating. A woman's life has been changed spiritually and physically, right? And we're celebrating. We're having a dance party. Community catalyzes celebration. Community catalyzes celebration. Also, we should note um, that community catalyzes compassion. Community catalyzes compassion. So let me just kind of continue this running narrative of Haiti. Uh, there, was, there was one time, um, let me start here. Basically, there were two needs that we were trying to meet on this trip, spiritual needs and physical needs, right? Just like any other mission trip. And the physical need that we were trying to meet was usually painting houses. That was the one thing that we were tasked with doing. That's what a Mission of Hope, the um, organization we were with, that's what they wanted us to do. And so we went to go paint houses, and me and my friend Scott, and I think my friend Andrew, we were carrying these huge buckets of paint up a hill, 
and we were like just like struggling, like oh my gosh, and one of us like tripped and like almost broke our ankle, and this is oh it was awful. So we get up there to the hill, and we get up there and we see the house. It's a little run down, as you can probably imagine. Um, it didn't really it had didn't really have a roof in some areas. Um, it just it was dirty, it was dirt on the ground, didn't have floors, their walls weren't painted. So we painted their house. And we painted it like yellow and orange and blue. And it was just awesome. So colorful. But um, it was really cool. This is compassion. This is giving up of your time, what little talent I had in painting, in, uh, in your treasures for someone else. Lavishly loving um, another person, another family. Finally, um, why do we need community? Community catalyzes one-on-one ministry. Um, Haiti, again, my, uh, we, were, we were coming back from a worship service. Um, we had just tried to like sing uh, worship songs in Creole, and we were on our way back, and we were praising Jesus, and we were walking in you know, as a pack. And suddenly, I find myself next to a guy, uh, his name was Stephen. Um, and I hadn't really had the chance to talk to him that much the whole trip. Uh, then I found myself next to him. And so we struck up a conversation, and um, we realized we had some things in common. Um, we had some chemistry. It was really cool. We just share our stories, share our struggles, share what's going on in our lives and our walks with Jesus. And just really edifying experience. Um, this didn't stop, though. Last week, we had pizza together. This is one-on-one ministry. We, we had pizza. We met in Haiti. Um, this is just a lifestyle for us now. Um, Stephen's one of my good friends because we met in Haiti. We were on mission together. We were doing ministry together. This is really cool. Now, here's the important thing to notice. None of those things would have happened for me in my life had I not gotten on the airplane with people I didn't really know gone to another part of the world and um, experienced celebration, compassion, and one-on-one ministry. That wouldn't have happened if I hadn't made the decision to practice community and make that a, a significant part of my life. Just going on mission with other people, um, breaking bread with them in Haiti, um, doing ministry with people, sitting under God's word um, on the rooftop after, after our day, after a long day, that wouldn't have happened. Community um, is the like super rhythm. It's the engine that gets the wheels turning in the Christian's life. It's this like ultra rhythm that catalyzes celebration, compassion, and one-on-one ministry. So we see this is the why. We see this is the what. Community is sitting under God's word and sitting with God's people. We also see that community catalyzes compassion, it catalyzes celebration, and it catalyzes one-on-one ministry. But let me pose the same question that they asked Peter and the other disciples. What are we going to do? Brothers and sisters, what shall we do? Uh, Maybe you're here tonight, and uh, you want to take your first step in your your journey with Jesus. Maybe you have yet to do that. 
or maybe you're here tonight and uh, you haven't taken the next step in your walk with Jesus, or maybe you're here tonight and uh, you've been following Jesus for a long time, but you haven't found a place to get plugged in yet, let me be clear about this. Whether you're taking your first step or your next step with Jesus, he will save a seat for you. And there's room on the couch for you. Okay? As the band comes up, um, I'm going to close in prayer, and uh, we're going to respond. Okay? Um, we're going to respond in song. I think we're, what are we singing again? Remind me. A song called Yours. I think it's a new song. So it'll be really cool. But we're going to have a prayer team down front uh, to receive you. If uh, there's something you just need prayer for, something pressing, uh, we'd love to pray for you and uh, receive you well. All right, let's pray.